0: The Gingerbread Man All Adult By Cooper Ballard All adults They would warn us The children below 17 Never to go into the warehouse Especially not in devil Month. Never then But something in there Had taken my father He went in with a group Of five other people and never came out. The only the only ones to come out were my mother and my uncle, and they were never the same after that. Every night, my mother would go out on the por- on our porch, look to the sky, and cry. The first time I saw her do that, I knew something had happened to my father. I would be the one to avenge him. And so tonight, Devil Month, on the thirty-first, I enter, I see, and I kick Devil butt. Venny Vidi Vicky, man. I come, I see, I conquer. Hey, I shouted. You guys coming? Sarah sighed. We aren't as fast as you get at get, uh, getting ready, Richard. Oh, I kind of forgot to tell you that. My name is Richard. That there was my friend Sarah. She's kind of pretty, and I admit for a long time, in fact, I still do, I had a crush on her. I mean, who wouldn't? She's got this pretty coffee brown hair, and eyes, and a pretty much perfect tan. Okay, okay, I'll stop. About seven minutes later, she came out in a blue t-shirt and camo pants. She also had a side, bu- side bag that she said was our first aid kit. Alright you blonde freak, she said. Let's get going. She always calls me blonde freak, it's just our way of greeting each other. Alright Polyno. I called her Polyno because she's Polyne- Polynesian, but when she first told me that I thought she had said Polyno. Name stuck. We, ha- we headed towards the warehouse where we would meet up with Jane and Stevie, there they were. Stephen is Asian and with black hair and blue eyes. He was wearing a, j- a leather jacket, as always, with a white shirt, white t-shirt, and jeans. Jane was also Polynesian, being the sister of Sarah, with the same brown hair and eyes as her sister. That made me the only American boy. Stephen spoke. Are we all, well, are we gonna get going? Yeah, I said, let's get, go- let's go. We entered the warehouse through a secret entrance we had found a week before. The warehouse had a cold, foreboding feeling. There was dust in the air. The air smelled smelled burnt. I tasted bile in my mouth. All was silent except for our footsteps in the long, dusted corridor. I felt something grab my arm. I looked over, expecting a giant monstrosity, only to find Sarah, clutching my arm in fear. I looked forward again and continued moving forward. Jane broke the silence. It's kind of freaky in here. Kind of? I asked. Okay, it's really freaky. From the outside, the warehouse looked kind of small, but when you get inside, Well, it seems like a football field could fit in here. After what seemed like forever, we reached the back of the warehouse. There was an entrance leading down. Looks like that's the way to go, so come on. We head head down the tunnel, not knowing what to expect. Soon, we turned on on the flashlights we brought. There were cobwebs everywhere. At first, the tunnel looked to be dug out, with rough stone and grainy dirt. There were a few roots coming from the ceiling, and they were big. We must be deep down, said Jane. Soon the sur- surroundings changed. Instead, the walls looked much like the warehouse, metal and creased. There were lights hanging from the ceiling. ceiling still on. We turned our flashlights off. I knew at that exact moment that we had arrived. Let's kick some butt. Suddenly, lights flickered for just one second. One, I could have sworn that I saw a figure, highly disformed and burned. Second, later it disappeared, leaving us all freaking out. What was that, Jane asked? She replied with, "Richard tricka, tricked us. us. It's a trap." Calm down, I shouted. Sarah just looked surprised and scared, clutching my arm more than ever. She said nothing. Out of the da- darkness, a raspy voice rang. "That's me, lads and lassies. Was the thing." An old man emerged in tattered clothing and large white beard. "Who are you?" I questioned. "Wait, Seth, is that you? Oh, it's so good to see you once more." I was confused. My name isn't Seth. Now it's his turn to be confused. Your aunt Seth? He asked. No. Then, who are you? Um, my name is Richard Cooper. I answered. Cooper! I knew it! Your father is Seth Cooper, isn't he? Uh, yeah. How do you know? You look just like him. I was surprised. You knew my father? I was one of the few to come down here with him. Yes, it all makes sense now. He pointed at Sarah and, and Jane. You two look like your mother, then he pointed at Steven, and you look like your father. I was just one of their friends, but listen to me, leave now or you will disappear just like your parents. Escape now, one of you will be granted eternal life as a prisoner, prisoner, just like me. It does it for entertainment, leave. The lights flickered again, it appeared again, closer this time, and disappeared again with another flicker of the lights. The old man looked scared. How many times has he done that? Two times? Sarah responded. It was the first time she had spoken since the incident. Her voice was kind of high. He sighed. Then it is too late. Run for as long as you can, but only one, maybe two of you, if he's generous, or survive. There is no way to defeat him. I've already tried. Suddenly, he started to fade. He sighed. It's happening again, I'm afraid. Good luck to all of you. With that, he disappeared. Again, we were all confused. Where'd he go? Jane's voice came in a whisper. The lights began to flicker again. Run, I said. It was not a request, it was a command. We all obliged, running as far from that spot as we could, not knowing if we would survive or not. All we knew was air in our face, cobwebs in our eyes, blood in our mouths, and the path ahead. The lights went out. I skidded to a stop. I hit something cold and hard, then something slammed into me from behind. Acting on the instinct, I punched whatever was behind me. The same thing th- slumped to the ground. The lights came on an instant later. I was staring at the slumped body of Sarah. No, 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 this couldn't be happening. They actually punched Sarah. I looked around to find that I was alone. Realization came to me. This had been his plan. The, the four of us split up two teams me and Sarah, Stephen and Jane. It was game for him, just as the old man had said. You have to survive. You have to save Rachel. You have to get out, I told myself out loud. I picked up Sarah, slung her limp body over my shoulder, and began to move around my, once more. It was a good thing I had trained every day to prepare. I was strong and had good endure, endurance. I, get, I got everybody into this mess. I would get them out. I came to a crossroads. I shook my head clear to clear it, decided to take a rest, and set down Sarah. But just, but just as I was stretching, I heard a clear scream. It was coming from the east path, or at least what I thought was east. I slung Sarah over my shoulder and get, again and ran down the corridor. It was too late. A voice rang in my head. One down, three to go. There, lying on the floor, was the skin of Jane. Her insides had been stuck down. I could tell her skin was hollow. Stephen rounded the corner and saw me standing over Jane. Sarah chose that precise moment to, wo- to wake up. I set her down. They both gasped. Stephen spoke first. What did you do? I didn't do- What did you do?! He was screaming now. I could see the fury in his eyes. He blamed me. I didn't do anything! Liar! I... Liar! Sarah began to cry. She had not been too close to Jane, yet there was still blood. She spoke. Richard? She wanted an explanation. I could see it. I took a step further. She backed away her back to the wall. Sarah, I did nothing. I swear. I heard a scream, came to help, and found this. I did not do this. Richard. Her voice was barely whispered. I don't think I believe you. Why was I on your shoulder? Why did we split up? Sarah, I i took a step closer again. Stop. Don't come near me. I was heartbroken. I knew that she had trusted me before. And just as she saw this, her trust vanished like a ston- stone dropped in the ocean. Stare across the Stephen, making sure to stay as far as possible from me. Why don't you believe me? Sarah, Steven, you've known me since we were five. You know me better than this. You know me, I screamed. They took a step back. Fine, I said, tears coming to my eyes, hot and stinging. I turned and left. I ran as fast as I possibly could, not daring to look back. I wouldn't slow down. I tripped and fell onto the cold concrete. I got up and touched my nose gingerly. I winced. With my nose broken, I could taste the blood dripping from the roof of my mouth. I looked around. I must have been running for a mile at least. How big was this place? I heard a scream. It was far, distant, and muted, but it belonged to my friends. I ran. This could be my chance to earn their trust back. I ran faster than I ever had before, determined to get to them. I remembered my promise to save them, even if it meant sacrificing myself. But within a few minutes, I found the spot where I had split from them. I heard another scream coming from the north. I ran and found them the monster towering over them. He was demonic, horrid to the eye, to a point where I could not possibly dream of describing it. Not that I would dream of it. I picked up something, a can of mace, apparently dropped from Sarah's bag. I chucked it at the thing. Hey, Dumbo! I shouted. You like what you did to my father? Come do it to me! The voice spoke again. Another one. I can feel the energy coming off of you. Let me free you from it. It turned to me just as I turned and ran. It gave chase. Run for it, I shouted behind me. Now all I could do was hope they would take the chance. Then I remembered something. Only Sarah had been there. Stephen had been taken. Then I remembered the spot I was in. I was near the entrance. Blood was pounding in my ears. I saw Sarah at the entrance, reaching out her hand out to me, beckoning me to her. We would make it. No, she would make it. I could tell his process had begun. My energy was being depleted. I would not make it. I waved for her just to keep going, just as I felt myself slip, in, slip into a cold embrace. A tear looked out of my, leaked out of my eye. I smiled. At least she was safe. And my soul slipped into an oblivion, never to escape. The End